Want to do bigger deals in your IRA and need to borrow some money? Have you been told you've got to use non-recourse loans to do that? Think again, it's just not true. In fact, I'll tell you why even some non-recourse loans don't even qualify for use in your IRA. I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you the unvarnished truth right now in episode 149. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. There's been a whirlwind of activity here at SDI headquarters. We're doing a lot of great deals with our clients, and we've got a couple of really solid multifamily properties that, frankly, are truly solid opportunities. One of them, a five-unit building in the $250,000 price range and a 12-unit building around $800,000, both fully renovated with highly reliable cash flows and double-digit cap rates. A beautiful, beautiful thing. Plus, you might recall a couple of weeks ago when I had 19 great fully turnkey single-family properties available for purchase, and all 19 of them were snapped up within about a week. Well, one of those is available again due to an unfortunate situation for the former buyer, and this property is a good one. Get this. The pro forma suggests you can get a solid 11.5% cash-on-cash return after factoring out property taxes, insurance, management fees, and even maintenance expenses. And this property will only cost you $49,900 to get into it. That's not the down payment. That's the entire price. So some really awesome opportunities are available right now for a very brief time. If that sort of thing gets your attention as well it should, then let me know and quick. Just go over to sdiradio.com slash consultation and set up an appointment with me. My friends, there's a rumor going around and this one's pervasive. It goes something like this. If your IRA borrows money, the law says it has to use a non-recourse loan to do so. You ever heard that one? Well, it's almost true, but very, very wrong. For those of you who may not know, a non-recourse loan is one in which the lender's only recourse if the borrower defaults is to foreclose the property. The lender isn't allowed to sue the borrower or to take any other action other than foreclose the property. Those loans aren't generally available at local banks or big lenders. They're the domain of specialty lenders who cater to this type of of loan. That's the reason that the non-recourse fable is so prominent among self-directed IRA custodians and account holders. You're not allowed to use your IRA as collateral for a loan or other extensions of credit. To do so is a prohibited transaction and would totally blow up the account. But nowhere in the tax code that I'm aware of is there any indication that the only loans that can be utilized by an IRA are non-recourse loans. What is clear is that neither the IRA itself nor the owner of the IRA is allowed to accept liability for such loans. But that leaves, oh, let me see, nearly everybody else in the world. Here's what I mean. What if you could get some unrelated third party to acquire financing for a deal in your place? Maybe a close friend or a business colleague would serve as something of a credit partner and allow you to essentially rent their credit from them. You'd do something like pay that third party a fee, and in exchange, they'd get a loan for your deal that's more favorable or more legally compatible with your IRA than anything you could get yourself. In that case, the loan is absolutely not a non-recourse loan. The lender could take the property, which is pledged as collateral, if your IRA doesn't make its payments and defaults, but that lender could also pursue judgments or other recourse, but 
that recourse would be against the credit partner, not against your IRA. So there you have it. Use of a full recourse loan that does not violate the requirements of your IRA. And this isn't just a neat idea without practical value. Here's a simple example of why. Most non-recourse loans that are suitable for your IRA are more expensive than the same loan would be if it was a normal full recourse loan. Additionally, non-recourse loans can have some unusual terms and penalties that are not standard fare in normal loans. Thus, it's entirely plausible that it would be much cheaper or otherwise more favorable for an IRA owner who needs funding to pay an unrelated third party a fee for them to acquire a conventional full recourse funding for the asset on behalf of the IRA. Frankly, it's not much different than paying points on the front end of a loan to make the loan cheaper over its lifetime. And you know, that's not the only reason you might consider avoiding non-recourse loans. There's another more sinister reason. That reason is called a carve-out. A carve-out is an exception to the non-recourse nature of a loan. In other words, it's possible, and rather common these days, for a loan to stipulate that the lender can't pursue claims against the borrower except for in certain situations. Those situations are called carve-outs, or bad boy guarantees. They are exceptions for which the non-recourse provisions no longer apply. Historically, carve-outs have been used to reclaim the ability to take action against the guarantor of a loan in the event that the guarantor commits an illegal act or fraudulent act or if the guarantor does something to impair the lender's claim against the collateral. But increasingly, carve-outs are being used for very broad issues that frankly are, in my humble but entirely correct opinion, so vague as to put borrowers like you in real danger. For example, I've got a loan document in front of me this moment from North American Savings Bank, a non-recourse lender, which stipulates that the loan is non-recourse unless the borrower is involved in anything where waste is committed on or permitted on the property. What does that mean? There's another carve-out for recourse against the borrower for any fees involved in the loan which are neither principal nor interest. Now, why does that matter? Even though these things are contingencies, they still represent an extension of credit by the IRA because the IRA is committing to cover those expenses in the event it's required to do so. Why does it matter if your IRA extends credit? That one is simple. It's prohibited. Yep, the good old prohibited transaction, the one that irreparably blows up your account and subjects your account to Armageddon-like taxes, penalty, and interest, all because you took out a, quote, non-recourse loan, which it turns out wasn't really non-recourse at all. So that little trick I told you at the beginning where your IRA pays a third-party credit partner to get a conventional and cheaper loan to finance your deal? Well, that's sounding smarter and smarter all the time, isn't it? Because in that case, your IRA is just paying a fee to your credit partner but not signing on the dotted line for any loans with questionable terms that could blow up your account. That's all for today, my friends. But do this, invest wisely today, and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 